Hello and welcome to Mindsays, the homebrew Dungeons & Dragons podcast. It's like doing a 360 pop shove it 1080 on your hands with your eyes closed. But for your brain. My name's Jack and as always I'm with my friend and your friend, the Jamesing of the Shrew. It's James. The... It's the taming of the shrew. These are getting really difficult because there's not that many things that rhyme with your name, mate. I mean, I think it was probably my turn to do a Jack one, but I really can't think of any. Maybe we should just stop doing that bit at the start. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, But yes, hello, I'm James. What have you been doing? Because I've just been watching the Star Wars trailer several times. Oh, and Game of Thrones, but I'm not going to go into that too much. I don't watch Game of Thrones. (gasps) I want to, but my mum wants to watch it, and she's never free to watch it. And also, we don't have access to the channel, so we'd have to buy it. And So you're waiting for all of it to be out on DVD, to buy it, and then watch it all in one go? I think we might have to. That's still going to take you a long time to get through. Mm, like a year? Yeah. It's all really good, though. Yeah, I I did watch the first season, like, okay. years ago, um, back when we were at college. Yep. Um, but I, yeah, basically after I watched the first season, my mom's like, oh, I want to watch it. So I've just waited <laughs> since then and it's never, we've never kind of got around to it. I've also been trying the Dreams early access on the PlayStation. I think that Dreams is going to be so good for Dungeons and Dragons. As soon as people get the hang of creating stuff or, or even not, you, you because obviously you, you have access to what other people are making. So you could just steal all that stuff and pl- plonk it down. Yeah, just go, oh, that's a cool model. I'll have that as one of my NPCs. Exactly. Um, so it's it would be so good for creating environments and actually showing your players like exactly what's going on. And, and then eventually it's going to have VR support as well. Excellent. So you can literally put your players into your world that you've made. I mean, that is that is the dream. It would be so good. If... if if they had like VR multiplayer on it, you could just do all of your, all of that stuff at home. I think someone has already made um, like a, I'm not sure if it was actually D and D, but they made like a hex grid and you could roll dice and stuff on oh, it. Oh, cool! I'm not sure what it is, but I've um, seen that one on there yet. It's definitely worth taking a look. And I've seen several people saying that they want to make Dungeons and Dragons stuff on it already. Excellent. Just well, I've already I've already failed to make a D20. Um, I'm still getting to grips with the creation tools. It can be pretty tough. I also did skip the tutorials, so that, that might be a problem. <laughs> I'm going to go through them at some point. If you look what everyone else has made on it so far already, you know it can't be that difficult to make a dice. It's, it's got to be relatively easy. We'll see anyway. Yeah. Do you know what else might be fun to make? The rest of our world. The rest of our world. Let's do it. So we're heading back to the Aurea region. Borea. How do we do we agree on a pronunciation? Borea. I can't. I can't do it that you way. You need to say Borea. Borea. Oh wow! You actually added like a rumble in. I do have a bit of a sore throat at the moment, so that, that probably helps. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Next recording, I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> anyway, so we're in Borea. What are we going to try and add to it this episode? I think we're going to do cities around the region and maybe a few key characters that you might find in those cities okay so just as a quick recap Borea is a snowy region 
that wasn't always a snowy region. It was once um, ran by the dwarves. They were they're like the mountains. They covered the plains and everything. Um, there were also like normal bugbears there. But then there was heavy, heavy snow, and eventually everything just got buried and um, people died out. And it's it's now pretty barren. Um, but the dwarves managed to adapt to the cold. They yes. started to use the new wildlife that appeared, like the the goats that had the thick fur to stay warm. Uh, some managed to tame penguins. Yes. <laughs> um, narwhals showed up, which were hunted by pirates. Yep. And the bugbears started to get sort of snowy coats, I think we decided. Bug polar bears. Oh, was it bug polar bears? Yes. Um, and then we also hinted at like a few little things in the region, like some of the animals, some of the um, kind of lore of it. So basically... There's also like an underground area where it's actually hot and that's where kind of the some of the dwarves are driven down to, the ones that are underground. They haven't been able to make it back up or it's yeah, too the, cold the for icy them. icy caves underneath that hold hopefully some secrets. Yes, lots of secrets. And also salamanders. What, what is it with you and salamanders? Do you just like saying the word? Or I just think they will be great for this region because you, you don't see salamanders very often. In, at, at least in in stuff that I've ran or have had ran for me, so I just I want to include them All quite right. a bit. So we'll put them in. They're in <laughs> somewhere. So cities. Where are we starting? I think we just start with the capital, the dwarven capital. I think it would be quite near the border to other regions, in order to trade with them. Yeah, it it can be. Um, I think well we discussed this off mic a little bit, but I think there'd be. There's going to be two regions to, uh, to the side of this one. Um, and then the, the capital will be kind of near the the bit where all of them connect, basically. There'll be a trading route through to the capital. For the city, should we roll for an adjective? Yes. So we have our list of 100 adjectives slash random words that we've used for a previous episode. Um, so we're going to use that and have something random that we need to try and include in the capital city. So, let's let the dice do the talking. Let's let the dice decide. It's not what you normally say. I've only got one thing left to say. What's that? Let's get ready to dice roll! Fifty-four. What have we got under fifty-four? <laughs> fifty-four is sexy. Oh, no! The sexy city of dwarves. Oh no, so how do you want to include this? The city has a red light district. Or red flame district? I... <laughs> yep, I'm incredibly happy with this. <laughs> I, I've gone from being absolutely confused and not knowing where this was going to go to absolutely loving it. This, this is a seedy, the, the seedy side of the city. Yeah. Um, there is one sort of debate that we should have though. Mm-hmm. What do female dwarves look like? Do they have beards? They have to, don't they? So could people get confused? No. No? Well, you might do if you've never seen dwarves before, but if you've seen dwarves before, you'll know which ones are oh, okay. females. But they'll be the same as normal dwarves, I think. Right, well, that's that debate sorted. <laughs> Done. So James, tell me about your sexy dwarves in the red light district of the city. So there is a red light district, but I think we might need a different adjective for the rest of the city. 
Yeah, I mean, the the main theme of it can't be that it has a red light district. Although, because the area is so barren and everything, it might be one of the main trades for like people coming into the. Oh, they're going. Oh, the we're city. gonna we're gonna head over to Borea for the old. Uh, yeah, people go the there old, for stag the old lady dwarf. They go for their stag dudes <laughs> to Borea. Come on, we'll hire, we'll hire you a dwarf. It'll be great. <laughs> like handcuff them to the little lady dwarves. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that can be one of the... So the bard's there instead of... It's always the bard. The, yeah. <laughs> the, oh, little the lady. Bard and also the cleric who's trying to help them all. How about... Um, we add a little bit more danger to this area. Okay. And we say that succubuses succubi i uh i don't know what the plural term is i believe it's succubi many different succubus yes um i think it'd be a good idea for them to take refuge here as well maybe there's just one succubus that runs the the district oh so she's like the uh the lady of the brothel yeah what what's that called she's like the pimp (laughs) Kind of like a pimp. I can't remember what the actual term is. No, there is a word. It's like the, the mistress or... No, it's not that. This is a very strange topic. But I, I think that kind of covers th- this kind of area. Yeah. We, we have the succubus leader of the red light district. And she... Does she partake in the activities? Oh, I... I think she does but she but she chooses who she wants and she goes oh i'll i'll take over for you i'll got it i I think it'd be interesting for them to also be thieves so so whilst they're entertaining someone else sneaks in and grabs a wallet yes or or if it's the succubus they can literally just you know charm them and kill them Well, it, it could I, be, unless it's like a re- reputable area. For... So people know that it's a succubus and that they're technically an evil creature, but they're like, you know what? She's sexy. She, she, she runs a good business. <laughs> some people turn out, some people leave without their money, which is a bit suspicious, but most people have a good time. They have a smile on their face. I think the city is okay with it. Why? Because it brings in business. It brings in the tourism. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to be like the leader is being blackmailed or something. Oh. Adding a bit of a... A post office. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I think that could be... That could be an interesting little bit. Like okay. the, the king... So, so the king lives in the city, right? Or queen? Uh, are we having a monarchy in this region? Yeah, I think we agreed that the dwarves in the cities and stuff oh, were going to... Yes. Um, and then the bugbears out in the wilderness are just individual villages. Yeah, but then there are also the tribes of dwarves out in the wilderness as well. Yes. And uh, like outcasts and, and all that. Okay. So what should we call this main city? Um, Nivir Home is what they call the region. Nivir Head? It could just be like Nivir City. City of Navir. The city of Navir. They just they just call the city Navir. Yeah, I think like to to shorten it, they'd say Navir, but I think I think other people call it the city of Navir. 
okay. as like its full its full title. I like the idea that all of the really stuck up dwarves are like, no, you have to say it properly. Yes. You have to call it the city of Nivir. Why, why are they suddenly Italian? Was that Italian? Well, you're doing the thing with your hand. Yes, I do that to gesticulate when I talk. <laughs> On a podcast. On a podcast. But you're sitting next to me. I am, but the listeners aren't. I think it might be a little bit more Russian. <laughs> it is now, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so the city of Navir has a monarch. Yes. Of some sort. I think... So basically, we have the the top side which is the the cold beard dwarves yep and then we have the ones underground i think one of them should have a king one of them should have a queen i think we have a king up top queen down below queen of the fire dwarves or whatever yeah. they are cool okay so that the king of the city of navir how's this city laid out is it like a tiered thing so you have like the kind of slummy kind of area just around the city and then you have like smaller houses and then it gets bigger and bigger all the way up to the castle in the middle or is it kind of flatter i'm picturing it like a flat Minas Tirith. so it's a bunch of different walls that sort of get smaller and smaller okay and as you get closer to the center of the city where like the king's castle is there are more walls and so they're more protected from the snow and yes. so they are better protected and so they can keep their livestock, and they are the more rich in the society. Yes, I like that. Also, side note, yeah. as you were saying that, I imagined another city somewhere in this region where it's just a big ice dome, and that's how it's protected from the snow. Oh, so it's a reverse snow globe. Yes. I mean, this city could have that as well. It could do. I think that could be really cool, actually. That's how they. That's how they're protected. Maybe it's only the middle bit that's got the. Oh, and dome so the, over the it. outer areas are still left to fend in the cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that works, um, because then it's only like you have to like earn your way to the protection of the dome. You got to buy your way in. Yes. Oh yeah, that could be good. Like, there's no real way to like earn your way, and you literally just have to pay to get through this barrier yes i like that and as you step through all the snow on your clothes just comes off <laughs> yeah and you oh it's like when you go in and they've got like the um heat curtain the air curtain thing as you walk in i was picturing more like the gungan city in phantom menace where they swim down to it and they swim through like the bubble and yes. they come out the other side and they're just dry dry they're fine that makes sense because they wouldn't want people bringing all that snowing it's quite warm in here right yeah so then how does this icy dome work well it's got to be a magic thing right i think it's powered by fire elementals and it's like a very simple but large flame shield spell that's continuously powered by some fire elementals in the city oh so is it not an ice dome what is it well no it's a dome that keeps ice out so it must heat in some form is what i was thinking Oh, so is it like a glass dome? It looks like it, but it's just fire, very thin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. I, I I imagine it as kind of like a a gas, like a like a like the ozone layer, but well, on fire. <laughs> I was also thinking that because it's fire, it's also stopping people just walking through it. 
Yep. So you have to have like specific checkpoints to go through it. I like that. Um, and I think that there will be, I think there'll be some like flying beasts in this region as well. Ooh, you can okay. imagine them coming over from, because um, I, I drew the map out for the region and we had like uh, a mountain range like to the north of the city. Okay. Um, kind of cutting off um, kind of access to a different region. Yeah, pretty much. It kind of stops a lot of the access from the other region across into Nibirhong. Okay. So in the mountains, they can have like hippogriffs, maybe some like snowy hippogriffs or, or I know something we, like that. I know that. you've already done giant goats, but I kind of like giant snow owls. Oh, yeah, owl bears, owl polar bears. We've already got bug polar bears. <laughs> I think that might be too much. We'll save. Owl bears for a different region. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, I think giant owls, the people that... Well, it's dwarves. I think a dwarf flying a giant owl is hilarious. And it should be a thing. Well, I like the idea of the... Basically, that they have this protection from the snow, but then also when the beasts try and get through, they just get, like... Cooked. Well, do they get cooked or does it stop them getting through? Because you don't want, like... Big dead beasts raining down on the city. I see what you mean. Um, I guess it stops them getting through then. I think you'd have to. Just like completely incinerates them. Maybe the shield just works in a way that it does just act as a dome. And you just can't actually get through it. That makes sense. Like a solid fire. <laughs> a bit, yeah. Like that. Like a, a laser dome. <laughs> And kind like, of. There's like some artifact in the castle that powers it. Yeah, it's like a dragon's heart or something. Ooh. But like, so I reckon there were rival dragons in this area before. Okay. So in the mountains, I think it might have been a bit snowy in the mountains before already. So you had like a, a white dragon or a silver dragon up in the mountains. Right. And then there were red, red dragons of fire, aren't they? Yep. So there were red dragons that were... Um, I think the dwarves maybe like paid them to stay away. They made like a lot of gold relics and stuff for them, and and paid them to stay away. Take our treasure, but leave us alive, and we'll make you more. Yeah. So then the the red dragon kind of protected the dwarves of the region. Okay. Um, but then, then it got killed by the other dragon. So then, but but as it was dying, it gifted its heart to the city. It's like, you've been good to me, blah, blah, blah. Even though we have our differences, I'm a big-ass dragon. You're tiny little dwarf men. We have come to an agreement. You, I promised protection for the gold and not to kill you, <laughs> whatever. Here, carry on taking the protection. Gifted its heart, and then um, that kind of made this shield in some way. But the heart is now running out of beats. Oh, it's still beating. Oh, yeah. I like that. Okay, so the, the beating heart is powering this force field. Literal beating heart of the city. There's like a bunch of dwarves having to constantly pump something to keep it going. Maybe they just need to keep it warm. Oh, yeah. Okay, that works for the, the cold region. Yeah. So they've got fire elementals around it to keep it warm that then powers the shield. Yes. Okay, yeah, I like that. Cool, but the fire elementals are dying. The same as 
same as what we talked about with the ones below where the maybe there's just some magic interference going on and they need you to investigate down below because they suspect that's where it's coming from oh okay like the shield is holding but it's faltering a bit every now and then like you might be within the shield and then like a speck of snow lands on the guy you're talking to and if you pick up on it you can act on it faster yeah I like that great I think that kind of covers the main the main thing with this city doesn't it yeah do we want to talk about the people within this city now or do another location and come back to people I think we'll do another location because then we can talk about how the cities are connected and and we can get a better idea of okay of what's going to be around in this region so we've done the main dwarven city yep should we do the bugbears Makes sense to me. Bugbears or pirates first? I mean, I really want to do the pirates, but I feel <laughs> like the bugbears should be next. Okay, I'll give it a roll. 65. Vengeful. Perfect. <laughs> the bugbears are literally just vengeful against the dwarves. They, because... used, they used to live in the place where the city was. Yeah, they got and driven they, out. They've all got separated. They've all formed their own little village, own little tribes. And they're out for revenge. Or venge? Vengeful. Which one's vengeful? It is revenge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they are revengeful? Yeah, I guess vengeful is. The... Vengeful I've said is... it too many times now. <laughs> Stop saying it. Sorry. So, this vengeful city. <laughs> well, I don't know about what, what's, city. What's but... going to be the main. I, I guess, like, the, the chief of the tribes. I guess, like, the tribes. I'm thinking of it like Black Panther, where they can all go and meet up yeah, for, like, okay. big events. Or maybe they, like, team up in wars against the dwarves, or they probably have some, like, infighting and stuff, but... It's like the ancient Greeks, where they were always at war with each other, but then whenever the Olympics came by, they went, well, hang on, the Olympics are going on, we'll stop fighting, we'll do this event, and then we'll carry on killing each other. Yes. So I, I kind of want them to have their own equivalent of that. Of the Olympics? The Winter Olympics? It's the Winter Olympics. Brilliant. But in D&D. So instead of curling with, like properly carved stones they're just rocks that mm-hmm. they're chucking across ice and well, what are the other olympic stuff we got the, t- <laughs> the, the penguin and you have to ride on the penguins <gasps> down penguin there riding <laughs> yeah down a half pipe yeah <laughs> um narwhal jousting oh do you ride the narwhal narwhals or do you just use their horns both okay <laughs> oh that's horrific they're bugbears they're outcasts i don't know you definitely have to join in with the games though get your characters or your players in with this i mean i would definitely try yeah i love i love that we have a sports culture now they're just a bunch of jocks vengeful (laughs) jocks well no i think it's more of they use these to test their skills yeah so whilst it's we're calling it the winter games it's more of like tests of strength um maybe less dexterity stuff more of how far can I throw this rock? I think we've talked enough about the the winter bugbear Olympics. <laughs> I just want it, I want it to be the equivalent of the Highland Games in Scotland, basically. Yes, I mean it, it is brilliant, and I think we should talk about it more at some point. Okay, but let's sort out this city. Well, I don't know if it should be a city or if it should just be a general 
thing amongst all of the villages. Is there? Is this the largest of the villages? Yeah, this is the largest one. Okay. The, the way I the way I'm imagining them are kind of, you know, you get like the the massive logs that they basically stand up yep. all around the edge and then they just like sharpen the tops. Yep. I think it should just be that for all of them, but in different. Oh yeah, the whole thing made of wood. trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. And then you got like a larger hut in the middle, again made of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, do they rely on fire? I think they probably don't use fire very much. But they they have it. They have they it. Just but they just go. Oh, it's it's warm. They're not really bothered about cooking their meat or anything. I think That's they're true. they're happy to eat it raw. Um, they probably need it for heat, a little bit. Okay. Um, and for light. That's true. Yeah. But other than that, they probably don't need it too much. They they don't worship. Nivir. No, they're just out to survive, looking out for themselves. But I think they do worship. Oh, they worship something or someone. The mother. What? The mother. That's what they call her. Oh, okay. I was just. I was going to say that they just worship whoever's chief. No, the mother. That's their god. Okay, M- mother of what? The land. The mother of land. The mother. <laughs> the motherland. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. It's just like um, they, they'll pray to like their ancestors and they say like, may okay. the mother watch over you and, and stuff like that. Um, they probably do lots of different rituals and sacrifices and, and things like that. Right. Okay. I'm starting to picture a bit better now. And I think they should all have like, um, like lots of beads. What do the beads represent though? Um, that they get a bead for every year. So they start Ooh, with a necklace, no. and then they, 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 they add a bead for every, I don't know, every kill or every year they've lived or something like that. The beads, the bead necklaces have been passed down through generations, and every person or every bugbear adds a bead. Yes. So you can tell if they've had a long lineage, if they've got a bunch of beads, and if they do something horrific to their... If they do something bad in their society, then they lose all of their beads. Yes. So that's when you see like the outcast ones, yeah, where they're where like they're living with out, Yeah, they're living with the outcast dwarves, and um, maybe the dwarves get involved and they've got like the beads, but like braided into their beards and stuff instead. <laughs> maybe that's what they do when they kill bugbears. They go, "Oh, we'll take the beads." Oh. If there is combat. Yes. Like like um, in wars where you take dog tags and stuff, yeah. like confirmed kills. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really good. I, I like that, actually. Okay, so the, so this city, sorry, the tribal, the main tribal village. Yep. Um, should it be near the forest? Should it be in the forest? Like the main forest? I think because they mostly use wood... It should be at least near the forest. I kind of don't want it to be in the forest because I kind of still want them to be out in the snow. I don't think anything actually lives in the forest. Apart from just like animals. Yeah, just creatures. Like There's an unspoken agreement between the dwarves and the bugbears that no one's allowed to settle in it because they both need it. Yes, but I I do think there will be like a, a big, big forest where... There'll be lots of monsters in it. There'll be kind of mystical stuff going on. There'll be like old tombs from when it used to be um, 
before it was like snowing and everything there'll be like tombs there'll be you'll find like ruins in there maybe like the odd hut you'll find like nomads out maybe, living in the forests maybe there's something in the forest that's keeping things out like Ooh, some dryads like Ooh, fey possibly. kind of stuff i'm just gonna go with um treants oh could be dryads are pretty much just like well, little yeah. treants aren't they <laughs> essentially mixed with elves all that stuff yeah, all that stuff yeah <laughs> should we do the pirate town yeah well, i don't know if we've kind or... of exhausted the um the bugbear village that yet though i think we need to talk about some features of the village itself okay uh what sort of things do you have in mind um we roll sacrifice altar oh yeah sorry we should roll for it well i mean it's vengeful sure where else have we got so obviously the, it's a bit hard to actually say how the village is vengeful itself it's because the, peop- the, the, the people, people in within it, it yeah. are definitely vengeful but i think we already knew that about the bugbears i just hope we don't roll sexy again because that would be weird for oh the come on what do we want a 54 for sexy let's see what we get oh oh 99 i've got to go to the bottom of the list hang on hate i mean that's <laughs> it's the same <laughs> let again I got a 92, so that is stars. Okay, so along with um, like praying to like their ancestors, maybe they think that the stars are their ancestors, okay. looking up um, Lion King style, like, oh, each star in the sky is one of your ancestors. They're looking down on you. So are the beads like white to represent the stars? Because um, no, I think their fur is white, isn't it? So I think like a, a blue. Or maybe they just make it out of wood. Oh, yeah, just brown beads. Okay, but they represent their ancestors that are now in the stars. Yes. So I think um, they, like, carve onto the beads. They make, like, um, little drawings on them. and Yes, yeah, they're, they're born under the... Maybe, like, when certain stars are brightest in the skies throughout different months, they have to... Um, like, when they're born and they get their bead given to them or whatever, they have to, like... Well, they don't carve it themselves. Like their parents yeah. carve a little um, image on it to represent the star, and then like their name or something, or, like what they hope they'll end up like. Maybe they have a limited number of names because they're all named after stars. <laughs> I think that would be quite restrictive, unless they unless they have like similar names. Because I, I, I like, um, I think they should have like house names, so they have like the okay. lineage. I think. Like, going back through the ancestors and stuff, I think they probably prefer to have that kind of thing factored in rather than it just being what star they're born under. Maybe it's both. Maybe the star is their first name and then their lineage the second. Yeah. And then they'll add on, like, an adjective at the end to describe the personality based on... The vengeful. Yeah, but it'll be, like, based on something they do when they... The hunter. When they turn into to adulthood or something. Um, yeah. Basically, as they as they turn to adulthood, they then get the thing added onto the end of their name. Is there some sort of ceremony for becoming an adult? Yeah, like the, the, the passing. Oh, the... we could do the arrow, the, the dart thing. Oh, the dartening. That's the one. <laughs> the, the darting? The dartening. I would say the dartening. Sure. <laughs> so the bugbears have the darts. Sure. I like that. 
Cool. Are they made out of uh, razor beak penguin um, bills? Beaks? Could be. Oh, and they all have their ceremonial darts and stuff, like with their house names on it. And they, yeah, they only get a bead once they pass. Should we explain what the, the dartening is? Yeah, so, okay, so the dartening was... In a previous episode. Yeah, basically, we had to make a, a, a ceremonial weapon. Which ended up being a dart. Yeah, we made it, oh yeah, and it had to be a dart as well. Um, so what we made it was, basically, for orc. Like yeah, I think we said it was orc orcs. Or half orcs or something. They, they throw this dart up in the air, and they have to remain standing where they are. And if they don't move, then they succeed. Yes, so, so bravery is important for the bugbears. And they've got a bunch of we'll, scars. Yeah, but we'll just change it from orcs to bugbears. Done. <laughs> yeah. But it's a cool ceremony, and I think it will fit in here nicely. Yep, I think that's great. You also mentioned a different sort of ceremony of sacrifice. Yes, so I think um, one of the main features of this um, main village. I think maybe like small other little villages from around. I think they probably go to this main one to do uh, okay. sacrifice as well. Um, I'm assuming they're just going to be sacrificing animals. Yeah, livestock. Yeah. Um, Is it sort of like a? All the, the, all the old. The wild, the wilderness gives us food, so we give some back. As the ancestors. Yeah. I like that. We pass this on to the. Our ancestors, and then they kill it, and then they think its spirit rises up to the stars where their ancestors can feast. I can't really make a bugbear druid character. I think all of them are druids. <laughs> well, maybe they specialise in it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that's right. Uh, it absolutely fits in with the theme with the beads and praying and everything, um, and right by the forest as well. Um, probably like really against because we, we did mention a theme in the previous one of deforestation. Oh yes. Um, so it'd be really cool to have a druid that's trying to just stop people from cutting down trees or disturbing the forest in any way. Maybe it's a druid that does live in the forest, but maybe that's what's stopping people going in. Maybe. Is there anything else you want to add to the? Well, we should. If you thought of any names for the village. Or do they just call it, like, Big Hut? Yeah, or... I mean, it's it's got to be something simple again, hasn't it? Because they call... So what they call Berea... I kind of want to... Is... Sorry, so, so, so they call Berea the... Um, the Empty. The Empty. I kind of want them to call it something really simple, like, there. Like, here. they just call it or there. Here. No, no, they, well, when they're there, they still call it there. Like, welcome to there. Because all the other villages go, we're going to go do the sacrifice at there. Where are you going to do it? There. Where? There. Where? Exactly. You'll really confuse the players <laughs> for a moment and then they'll laugh about it. I like that. Sure. Okay, so we, we don't have much in this village at the moment, though. We've got kind of the sacrifice altar in the middle, like right in the middle. I mean, what, what sort of stuff could we have? I mean, it's mostly made of wood. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing like open fires with like a hog roast sort of thing. Yep. But not a hog i guess it would be like the giant goats yeah again they probably they're probably not cooking stuff oh we said that they have the wolves as well so they have like kennels yeah for the hunting wolves yep so they only they're a kennel 
yeah, like kind of like how in normal cities you might have like stables or something. They have the same, but for these big wolves. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the kind of chief will have a bigger hut than other people. Oh, and he's got to have the coolest looking wolf. Oh, absolutely. But, it's, but he gets first dibs on wolf. But but the wolf's been in like battles and stuff with them as well. Like scars down its face. Like an eye, like blind it's, in one eye. It's suspiciously old. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's one that the um the druid the druid of this tribe has helped the wolf. Um maybe it's got like a, a magic eye, so it looks like it's blind, but it can actually like It's actually better at tracking stuff. Yeah, it's got like thermal vision in that eye. <laughs> <laughs> Very useful in the snow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But this one's like black or something, just to make it even more like, edgy. Oh, really <laughs> ominous. <laughs> it's black, but it's an albino one. <laughs> hmm. No, what do they call it? Um, melanistic? I have no idea. Is that what it is when it's like the opposite of albino? I'm going to do a quick Google. <laughs> um, but what do these kennels look like? Are they... I think they'll probably be like relatively. I don't know, actually. They probably won't look after them that well, will they? Like they'll feed them and and stuff, but there'll probably be several wolves in together, and they'll like fight each other quite a lot, and um, they'll have like pack, like pack tactics and stuff like that, won't they? These wolves. So they'll have to. Um, yeah, they'll they'll all be in together. What do you think? Sounds good. Uh, yeah, you. It's. Um... Melanism is the opposite of albinism. Okay, cool. So I think it's melanistic is like the full yeah, thing. Maybe I might. Have, oh yeah, it says ten incredible melanistic all black animals. There you oh, go. Yeah. He he googled it whilst I was talking. <laughs> okay, so um, red scar down over one eye. One eye is just completely white, but it actually has thermal vision in that eye. Nice. Nice. Um, oh, and he's the only wolf. That's the only wolf that like stays in a a cabin as well. All the other wolves are um, just in like the kennels outside. He's not domesticated at all, but no one wants to tell him off. He but listens. He, he listens to the chief. Like, he he doesn't shit on the floor. <gasps> Is this going to be an awakened wolf? Yes. So this wolf actually talks to the bugbears. Brilliant. I love this. <laughs> yeah, because. The Awakened spell makes it intelligence of 10, which is actually higher than my current character. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of this thing being more intelligent than a lot of the bugbears as well. So he's just in charge? I want to say or... yes. No, it's like Lion King and Scar. He's intelligent, he should be in charge, but he knows he's not and it kind of frustrates him. And, he, and they're like, the chief rides him and stuff. <laughs> the chief is like, Wolf, get me my beer. And he's like, oh, really? I do... Get it yourself. I... I'll get it. Hang on. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that character. What should we name this wolf? Um... Professor Lupin. No. <laughs> uh... Wolf names. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Luna. Mad Eye Mooney. No? Absolutely not. Oh. Lunaris. 
Lunaris? Midnight. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably something easier like that. That makes sense. Yeah. They call me Midnight. They make me get their drinks. I'm going to kill them all. One day. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all the wolves listen to him, for sure. Oh, he's, he's the alpha. Yeah. Oh, should we just call him Alpha? Oh, uh, yeah, it works better, actually. I like Alpha. <laughs> okay, and Alpha's got, like, puppies called, like, Midnight and... Um, but then there's also, like, a... Or, like, a really white one and a really dark one. And it's, like, Midnight and Dawn or Dusk or something like that. Maybe the players can adopt a wolf here. <gasps> and it'll be and, one and, of... And they can name it whatever they want. Yeah, and it'll be one of Alpha's pups. Yeah, he, he has all of the pups. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no no one else is allowed pups. I like that. Okay, we've got a bit of time left. Should we move on to the pirate city? Yeah, I really want to do the pirates before we finish. I got a 36, and 36 is elven. Okay, so is this going to be... Oh, so on the map, I drew like a, a little island up on the top left that was near where everything's melting, and it's where I imagined the pirates would be mainly, sort of right? Cove that the others can't really get to easily. Yes, um, but it's also where, like, the boats can, like, get through the ice more easily because the ice shatters or melts more okay. easily, whatever. Um, but basically, where this island was up the top, that would have been the perfect place for there to have been elves at some point. Okay, before the snow. Before the snow, yeah. Um, I think the elves probably just, like, buggered off when when the snow so, came oh it's gonna be chilly let's go yeah I, I think they probably would have done but some stayed and set up this port i guess yeah well i i think i think all of the elves left right so then yeah. there was just like the the ruins that oh, so it was all like falling into disrepair and as the pirates invaded they, they found this it. area and now they just live there the ones where like their boats got destroyed and stuff like that but there is now, like, a, a pirate society. There's, like, a pirate king. So it's, like, all... It's all elven architecture, like, spiralling staircases, but they don't care. They've put, like, a bunch of pirate stuff in there. Yeah, so it's got, like, pirate flags, like, hanging off, like, these immaculate golden, like, railings and, like, like, intricate carvings and stuff. Oh, they'll be, like, statues, but they've yeah, been like, defaced or, like, a hand cut off and a hook stuck on there or... A, um, an eye patch drawn on one or and stuff like that like the larger statues have been broken just to make a bench yes just to sit on yeah they've they've just absolutely destroyed this place um and there's like a, a big kind of intricate castle or temple or something at the top where um the, the head elf once lived i kind of want the temple to be like the main trading area so okay, it's, so it's, it's effectively yeah. black market town. Oh, and so people go there to buy stuff. It's a trek to get to it, but when you get there, you know they'll have what you want. As long as you have the coin for it, you'll be good. But they've set up the main sort of market stands in the old temple. Yep, yeah, brilliant. Um, so that's gonna be oh. Let's not talk about the actual like, layout of the city, but I think um, well, I think there will be kind of like a, a hierarchy again. Okay. Um, pi- there'll be like pirate law. So pirate law or pirate lords or both. Both. Okay. <laughs> okay so, so the laws of the pirate island. Um, Are they more of a guidelines? 
No, they're, they're literally like... Oh, okay. If you don't follow these, you'll be like hung. And like, you know, in like Pirates so of the Caribbean, yes, when you Pirates see them like hanging... They've got the the official pirate code and yeah. Mick Jagger brings out the book. Is it Mick Jagger? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's, it's the other one, I think. It's one of the Rolling Stones who plays Jack's dad in it. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the one who brings out the massive book and he goes, there it is. Like, that's and, interesting. And Jack goes, how's mum? And he brings up a little shrunken head. He goes, yeah, she's all right. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, um, yes, there are the codes. And if you don't follow the law, you get hung. If you steal from pirates on the island... You get hung. You, yep. If you kill someone... I mean, there's fights all the time. No, if you kill someone, you're all right. As long as you can prove that they were in the wrong. Otherwise, you get hung. Yes. If they... Oh, there'll be like um the the pirate court. Oh, and it's just a shamble. It's a literal yeah, yeah. It's just a shambles. Yes, they call it shambala. No, no. <laughs> Have you ever played any of the Phoenix Wright games? No. They get ridiculous. Like in the first game, you do interrogate a parrot. Like that sort Brilliant. of crazy stuff could be going on here. Uh, th- there was there was an episode of Filling in the Gaps where they did have a pirate town and actually they had all of these laws and stuff as well. And one of the missions that they had to do was um, basically like someone had been framed and was going to be hung and then they had to basically like lo- lawyer yes, up. they had to try and persuade the jury. Yes. That's the one I listened to. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> okay, so, so I think that's a... I mean, I'm just taking it. Sure. <laughs> I'm just taking that kind of thing um, and running with it. Merge The merging of the podcasts. <laughs> Do they know about us? Yeah, they know about us. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they listen sometimes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I should listen to more of them. <laughs> we're, we're stealing your stuff. James promises he'll listen to more of yours. <laughs> so last time we mentioned all the different pirate ships. Yes. And how they navigate the ice. Mm-hmm. Where do they stay? Like, where, where are the ships? Yeah. At, at the port on Pirate Island. Okay, so... Wait, hang on. I don't want to call it Pirate Island. <laughs> I, do, I kind of want to call it Pirate Island. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> it's, just, it's just obvious, isn't it? Um, I guess if they want to keep it going with the elf theme, they just call it like Elf Town. Or... Um, I reckon the the main pirate that's there, he pretends that he like drove out the elves. Him and his crew, they pretend that they drove out the he, elves. He made it up. No one believes him, but no one wants to argue because he does kill people. Yeah, you you get hung. He has a magic hook. <gasps> Is it like Maui's? No. Oh. It's like Captain Hook. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we, we were talking about sea stuff and. Yeah. Magic Hook. I went to that before. Surprisingly before Captain Hook. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Especially when we're talking about pirates. <laughs> and we nearly called the region Nivea Land. <laughs> Nivea, Nivea. Oh, no. Okay. Um, oh, my God. And we've got the dwarves who got kicked out that are lost boys. And they what have we to... done? <laughs> <laughs> we've just made Neverland. Never, never, is it Neverland or Never Neverland? Neverland. Which one was the Michael Jackson one? Probably the Never Neverland. I don't know too much about that one. <laughs> Maybe. I don't. Is, I don't want to make the Michael Jackson one. Was Peter <laughs> Was Peter Pan an elf? 
with a familiar who's a fairy what's going on <laughs> and captain hook kicked or pretends that he kicked them off of the island does that mean that the bugbears are the Indians and that's really racially insensitive, much like the Disney films? Not of now? us. No, not, not of us. No. <laughs> Maybe just cut that whole bit out. <laughs> okay, so we need a name for the pirate town. Yeah, like... Treasure Island. No. B- Bounty. Oh, I like Bounty being in it. Bounty Bay. Mm. Or maybe Bounty Bay is just like where you go into the island. That's where like the um, the main port is on the island. Bounty Bay. I kind of want it to be named after the shape of the island. Like maybe there's like a crescent moon shape and it's like crescent port or... or... I think it should be more like a star. Okay. Because then it can have like loads of different points and you can have like a different pirate captain on each point. And um... they've all got their own little section. Yeah. I like that because then you can have like loads of little sub cities and stuff and like loads of different types of pirates. So you have some that are like the the lizard folk, and then you have other ones that are, I don't know, you get like Modron or like um, Warforged pirates and stuff like that. That would be really cool. Yes. Then you can have like a steampunk kind of area. and Oh, brilliant. And it was originally laid out to be like all of the different elven families. Yes. So each one has like a, at least a manor of some sort that have now been repurposed for whichever species has that part of the island. Yes. Which still needs a name. What about something like um, the Haven, Pirates Haven? So the pirates just call it Haven, and everyone else calls it Pirates Haven. Yeah, sure. Okay. Or I mean, some people will probably just call it like Pirates Island. Like the bugbears will probably just say like the pirates. Well, <laughs> they can't say the pirates are over there because <laughs> that's what they call the main bugbear city, town, village, uh, whatever yeah. it is. Oh, that's gonna be confusing. You're gonna, you've just made this extremely confusing. I know, but we've got to stick with it great. now. It's, it's in, it's canon. Yep. What stops other people getting to the island? Guns. They will have guns. Well, okay, they, they probably do all <laughs> and have guns, cannons. But is there any like natural defenses? Um, I think it would be interesting for maybe they've like repurposed some elven defenses. Um, so there might be some like magical cannons. Ooh, so okay. it's like a mixture of elven and pirate kind of thing, you know. It's like they could be like these big gold cannons. Maybe they're held by like these statues that are all around the edge of the island. Um, and if you approach, like they can basically aim the cannons at you, and it fires. Whatever. What? What? What should it fire at you? A, a spell or? Yeah, maybe just cast, like, Firebolt. Yeah. Thunderbolt. That's not a spell. Lightning Bolt is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lightning Bolt would be pretty cool, shooting that into... Like, they call them, like, Zap Cannons. Is that what they zappers. use? Zappers. They call them Zappers. Sure. Is that what they use to do their fishing? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's kind of like the idea of just a pirate standing on a statue shooting a fish. No, I think it should be a bit more difficult. Um, so they try not to use these things as much as they can. But if they were, I think attacked, I think they like then... run out maybe, and they don't have magic themselves, so they don't want to use a limited amount of defense. But they yeah. don't want anyone to know that. Yes. Okay. 
cool. So one thing you might be able to do if you're going against the pirates, maybe you can go in and you can sabotage get friendly it. with the pirates. You can sabotage it. You can use up all their uses on the cannons. Persuade them to have like a shooting tournament. Yeah, like, or oh, maybe yeah, we'll just, you know, use up some charges. It'll be fine. Maybe it could be one of the jobs to like you can go in and map out which areas are safe to invade from to like try and drive the pirates out and stuff like that. Or if you're helping the pirates, you have to steal the dragon's heart to power their weapons. Oh, that's... Mm. Depends what side you're going for. Makes sense. So maybe the pirates are trying to get to this thing. I don't think they know they need it yet. Okay. But they know that they're running out. They know there's magic to steal in this their lands. Yeah. <laughs> there would be magic in those hills. I want there to be like a workshop on the island that the boats go to to... Get repaired. Re- well, both get repaired, but also equip themselves to traverse the cold to hunt down the narwhals. Yeah, maybe there's a, a shop where they can buy the... The beasts to stick on the front, on yeah. the, like as the figureheads or, or enchanters, or maybe it's just leftover enchantments from the elves. Mm. Okay, and and there will be some spellcaster ones. Oh yeah, I mean, people know that the pirates are after magic, and they'll go, oh well, I've got magic, I'll just go there and make a bunch of money. Yeah, I think I think several crews will actually have their own magicians. They'll call, they're definitely calling magicians rather than wizards or anything, wouldn't and the, they? And the wizards really don't like it. No, no. Do not call me a magician. I... I am no conjurer of cheap tricks. <laughs> Elbow baggins. <laughs> so, who's in charge of the pirate island? So, it'll be one of the first pirates to get there and literally found... It'll be like the captain of whichever ship it was that got there first. Or, okay. or like maybe like the the family of him if the pirates have been there for quite a while. You said he had a magic hook. Yes. What what is magic about the hook? Um, it could. Or, or does he just say it's magic and no one actually knows what it does? I think if we if we go back to like the dragon heart thing, okay, maybe it can only be picked up with this captain's hook. Maybe you can only pick it up with like a magical item or something because it's so innately magical itself. Um, but this hook has been charmed to be able to pick up. Oh, so he's been preparing for a while. Yeah. He, he actually got sent here to try and find it. He knows that something really magical exists here. How did he lose his hand? Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, a land shark ate it. I was going to go with polar bear. No, I think it should... No? I think he lost it before he became a pirate. Oh, okay. Um, he was so an... he lost his hand and went, well, I guess I'll be a pirate. He was an adventurer. Um, but as soon as he lost his hand, he got kind of like kicked out of the party that he was in. Just because the, the land shark ate it, right? Okay. Or something cut it off. I think I think a land shark's a good backstory for it. I kind of want it to be that he had a sword and a shield. And the shield was hold was the hand that he lost. Yes. And he couldn't protect his party anymore, and they all died. Oh, yeah. So he went, forget this, I'm going to go be a pirate. And he trained with his other hand so well that he didn't need the shield anymore. Well, I think he probably didn't say, sod this, I'm going to be a pirate. I think he... Um, Feels like a pirate thing to say. I think he was like looking for work, and like no one would take him on, and then there was like... Uh, a load of pirates came along and they had like legs missing. They had eye patches and all the all the proper stuff. And then they gave him this hook. 
Or rather, and they then... had none of the proper stuff because they had all of the replacements. Yeah. <laughs> I had all the proper pirate stuff, you know. Um, so they gave him this hook. wasn't magical, but then it, it got enchanted by... I don't know, they, they probably went on some adventure and <clears throat> and he got it as a reward for something. It's a tale he likes to tell everyone and everyone else on the island's already fed off of hearing about it. Yes. Oh, his, Maybe it's like the Joker in Dark Knight where he just keeps changing the story. <laughs> yeah. Every time it's different. And like, no, it was we, bitten off by a land shark. We don't know how he lost the hand. It was a Tarrasque. He, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps on coming up with these ridiculous stories. <laughs> Jeff heard him say that it just got nipped by an owl one day and it just fell off. I mean, it's just getting out of hand. <laughs> some say some fat guy just sat on it <laughs> for too long, lost all the blood circulation. I heard he sneezed loudly <laughs> and it just came off. Yeah. don't know what that voice was. No, it's weird. Let me just start wrapping this up. Hang on. <clears throat> yeah, mine's pretty bad. Okay. Okay, so we have the pirate lord, captain, king. What do we want to call him? Pirate lord. Did he just call, they, he calls himself pirate lord. Yeah. You shall refer to me as lord. I'm not very good at pirate voices. You do it. You can do a pirate voice. You should call me Lord Hook. <laughs> lord Hook. Lord. No, maybe not Hook. <laughs> it's too. It's too on the nose. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's got a golden beard. Is he a dwarf? I did. I just heard beard and assumed dwarf, but maybe no. not. No. Human? Goliath. Sure. Half giant. Ooh, I like that. He's a half giant. Okay, so that's why so... people are so scared of him. And this is like a massive hook he's got on his hand. And he's got a big golden beard. And they all call him... Goldbeard. <laughs> Lord... Goldbeard. Lord Goldbeard. Captain Lord Goldbeard. <laughs> El Capitan Lordeth of Golden Beards. But yeah, just Goldbeard. Yeah. Captain Lord Goldbeard. <laughs> Captain Lord. He does the thing of always wanting to be called Captain. Pir- even everyone already already calls him Lord. Pirate Captain Lord Goldbeard. He just keeps adding stuff. Yeah. Our Lord and Saviour, Pirate. <laughs> Captain Lord General Goldbeard. James Goldbeard. The second. I want to call him James. <laughs> I mean, the, the, it was Captain James Cook. That's what I was thinking. So, sure, we can name Captain him after James me. Hook. <laughs> I think that might have been Captain Hook's first name. Was it? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think it was Reginald. It wasn't. <laughs> Maybe it was Peter. Captain James Hook. Captain James Hook was his name. It's irrelevant. So this guy's called Captain Lord James Goldbeard. <laughs> yep. And if you want something done in this city, you gotta go to him. Or if you want to buy something. Oh, then you go to the market. You go to the market. But if you want, if you want something big, if you want, if you want all of the pirates to work for you, if you want a job working for the main crew then you'll probably just get hung yeah probably I think that does it for this episode <laughs> all done well, we're done on getting hung by a pirate <laughs> lovely stuff the pirates are all well hung 
I was going to say that, and then I thought maybe maybe this half giant is incredibly well hung. Oh my god, it would be. <laughs> maybe that's where the hook is. Okay, and on that note, I'm going to end the episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mindsayers. Mind I've been Jack. I've been James. And that's it. And that that's it? That's it. Thanks for listening. Oh, okay. I Follow think... us on Twitter at Mindsayers. Leave us a review on iTunes, Podface, Podding, Poddington Bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that needs to be a thing. Poddington Bear. Poddington the polar bear can just be somewhere in this region. And he's like broadcasting. He's got like a little radio shack. <laughs> and he's just like broadcasting out to no one. I kind of want to... Oh. Pirate radio station! I was going to say that there's just some druid going around awakening animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did it to the wolf. He did it to the bear. Poddington bear. Yeah. I, I Actually, okay. So Poddington bear... Uh, oh no, became, we're going back into it now. Yeah, we're back into it. But only really quickly. Okay. Poddington bear, pirate podcaster. Okay. So he was a, a bugbear, right? Um, or a polar bear? Awakened polar bear. Awakened polar bear. Um, became a pirate, and makes a podcast, um, but also broadcasts out over um the whole island, the, okay. pi- the pirate island, which we called uh, Haven, Pirates Haven. So he broadcasts his podcast out over Pirate Haven. There'll be like speakers around, but it's all magical. They use like sending stones. Um, and there's just like all these What's stones the, set up um, around the island. It's the magic mouth spell. You, you put like a mouth on an object and then on a command it will speak. It's, oh, like a, it's a modification of that. Okay. Maybe mixed it with sending stones or something, yeah. or maybe you, if you wanna if you wanna listen to it on the go, you gotta take a sending stone with you. you. Download it to your sending stone. <laughs> so download <laughs> us to your sending stones through iTunes. Leave a review. <laughs> I love that Poddington Bear is a character in our world now. Again, you've been listening to Mind Sayers. See you next time. <laughs>